The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, He went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is different. Everything is different. The cosmos is different. The world is different. The earth is different. It has been said that the earth has been wounded. And the wound is mortal. It is a wound from which the earth will never recover, cannot recover. It's the wound of an empty tomb. The earth had always before kept what was its own, but not now and not ever again. For a tomb is empty. Someone, a person, has come out. And not just to return to ordinary human life and to die again, but has come out transformed, glorified. Jesus Christ, God and man, crucified and dead, has risen. And... Everything is different. The apostles at first don't want to believe it. They won't even accept Mary Magdalene's uh, profession of his resurrection, or the women. They should have been the first ones to accept it. They should have been there. But they didn't understand him. Instead, they're hiding and they're frightened. But this will change all of that. Notice today's gospel. Mary Magdalene is there. She sees that the tomb is empty. She runs to Simon Peter, notice to Peter, and to the other disciple, and says, they've taken the Lord from the tomb. She doesn't understand yet either. So they run. 
But the disciple whom Jesus loved won't enter until Peter gets there. Once again, Peter plays that unique role in the Gospels and in the Acts of the Apostles. Then when St. Peter gets there, he goes in and he sees the evidence, but they're still confused. You and I believe. We know that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. We know because the church has proclaimed this to us. Before the Gospels were ever written, long before the Bible, the New Testament ever became uh, part of the Scriptures, the Church proclaimed through the Holy Spirit the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Later on, uh, certain people, certain men inspired by the Holy Spirit, apostolic, either apostles themselves or having learned from the apostles, wrote it down. And the Gospels tell a, a wonderful story of the resurrection. Each one is overwhelmed by what they've experienced. When you read the Gospels, you can see that. They're all very different Gospels, and the experiences are all very different. And the Church never took them all and put them into one. She kept each one distinct because each one is so beautiful, and each one has something to tell us that is unique. But we believe. This is the central element of our faith. In fact, St. Paul says, if Jesus Christ isn't risen from the dead, then your faith is in vain. But we might say, why only to this group? Pope Benedict asked the same question. He said, why did you reveal yourself only to a small flock of disciples on whose testimony we must now rely? Good question, isn't it? He went on to say, the question applies not only to the resurrection, but to the whole manner of God's revelation to the world. Why only to Abraham and not to the mighty of the world? Why only to Israel and not irrefutably to all the peoples of the earth? And he then tells us why. He says, it is part of the mystery of God that he acts so gently that he only gradually builds up his history within the great history of mankind. That he becomes man, and so can be overlooked by his contemporaries and by the decisive forces within history. That he suffers and dies, and that having risen again, chooses to come to mankind only through the faith of the disciples to whom he reveals himself that he continues to knock gently at the doors of our hearts and slowly opens our eyes if we open our doors to him. And yet, is this not the divine way? Not to overwhelm with external force, but to give freedom, to offer and elicit love. The way God works, he demands faith. And we have that faith, don't we? We do believe that Jesus Christ has done this. You know, that's not enough, is it? We want the reality. The resurrection can't simply be a a memory, a story, an event. The resurrection is a person. Our Lord himself said so. I am the resurrection and the life. Well, where is that person? 
We know where he is. He comes to us in the reality of the Eucharist. We cannot have the full experience of the risen Christ without the Eucharist. Because he comes to us as he came to them, body, blood, soul, and divinity, glorified and risen from the dead. In the Mass, we enter into his sacrifice. He becomes present in the resurrection. In fact, at the moment of consecration, you may look at the host and at the chalice. And at that moment, the stone is rolled back and he comes forth in all of the power and beauty of his victory. And you and I are part of it. You and I are part of it. You know, Monsignor Ronald Knox once translated an ancient hymn and the first verse was this. Battle is o'er, hell's armies flee. Raise we the cry of victory. With the bounding joy resounding, alleluia. Well, here we have come to be present for this great event. But what's so wonderful about it is, not only do we witness it, not only do we see him, but if we are prepared, if we are open to it, and if we believe all he has revealed, then we can receive him into us. We become visible signs of that resurrection because he is working through us. So once again, as I said on Good Friday, everything's on the line now. All of it. How will we respond to what we have seen and heard? What kind of people will we be? You know, one of the most unpleasant One of the saddest parts of this whole coronavirus is that we cannot be present together for this event. Well, it's a wonderful thing if we have someone whom we love to see a picture of them, to see a video, see a telephone call, perhaps even a Skype. But it's not the same as being in the presence of that person. It's not the same intimacy. We want that person. And hopefully before long, God willing, we will be together again here, offering up this great sacrifice and entering in to this great victory. So I said, how can we live without it? How can we live without this fullness of the resurrection in this life coming to us? We must then not only receive it, You must proclaim Jesus Christ risen from the dead and tell people where to find him. Lord, by the stripes men laid on thee, grant us to live from death set free. This our greeting, still repeating, Alleluia. Brothers and sisters, through the Paschal mystery, we have been buried with Christ in baptism so that we may walk with him in newness of life. And so now that our Lenten observance is concluded, let us renew the promises of holy baptism by which we once renounce Satan and his works and promise to serve God in the Holy Catholic Church. Our response will be, I do. And so I ask you, Do you renounce sin so as to live in the freedom of the children of God? I do. 
Do you renounce the lure of evil so that sin may have no mastery over you? I do. Do you renounce Satan, the author and prince of sin? I do. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? I do. And may Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, and bestowed on us forgiveness of our sins, keep us by his grace, in Christ Jesus our Lord, for eternal life. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the resurrection of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will always be visible signs of the risen Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all nations of the world, especially our own, that they may come to know Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, we pray to the Lord. (laughs) For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that they may know that in their suffering they are united to the victory of the Lord. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected faith, we pray to the Lord. For a greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb and at the end, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For an increase in vocations to priesthood in the consecrated life, those young men and women who will be visible signs of Jesus Christ risen from the dead, visible signs of his conquering love. For a greater reverence for that presence in marriage in the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, Having spent time in the presence of the risen Lord in the Eucharist, they may then proclaim him, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster that they may come to seek Christ face to face, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For an end to the coronavirus, for those who are suffering from it, for their healing, that we may be protected and preserved, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for all of us here, that the resurrection may so transform us that the world will see his victory in us, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We now join our prayers today, not in the usual Marian antiphon, but we will proclaim his resurrection in the Christus Vincit. Mm-hmm. 